Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. People have written books and some of the common threads in successful people. No one who's ever been on this show, by the way, has ever mentioned this as a reason they're successful. So take that however you want, but have said that sitting down with the family every night at a dinner time. Now, just today, for example, Bryn had eaten. She's been, she was sick for a couple of days, but she, I made her some fried rice and she sat down and ate that. And then I went to go make myself a salad. And I said, do you want to come down and sit with mom? Granted, we've been in the pandemic and we've had many meals together and we've cooked together and it's been amazing. But I don't subscribe to the everybody's going to be hungry at the same time philosophy. Uh, my, my daughter wakes up sometimes during the summer, in particular late, and she's one of those people that doesn't want to eat food when she first wakes up. And growing up, the, everything, everybody said, every news thing said, just like the fact that, you know, now keto is neato and nobody has eaten rice in five years. And, and when I was growing up, the keto thing was Atkins and everyone ate their weight in bacon and steak and cheese. And that was OK. But eating a piece of watermelon was bad. And then everybody went to eating only piles of pasta because this woman, Susan Powder, said if it didn't have any any fat, but it had all carbs, it was okay. And we're all fucking nuts. Let's just put it that way. We are all fucking nuts. But when we were growing up, it was breakfast is the most important meal. You have to have breakfast, 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 breakfast. And I've been saying for years, even since I wrote my book, Naturally Thin, 
Your body knows what it wants to do. Oh, sorry. Now it's intermittent fasting. So now intermittent fasting has taken over with breakfast. I mean, like it's, we're all fucking nuts. Like for years we've been saying breakfast. Oh my God, breakfast. Oh my God, you're a loser. You didn't eat breakfast. Oh my God, you're fat because you didn't eat breakfast. You're unhealthy because you didn't eat breakfast. Now you're a loser and you're unhealthy and you're overweight if you did eat breakfast because you're supposed to be fasting. So I don't believe that everybody's supposed to be eating meals at the exact same time because I don't believe everybody's body works exactly the same. And I late night snack. Sorry. Years ago, I was probably 20, 30 pounds heavier and I didn't late, and I didn't late night snack because you weren't allowed to late night snack. Avocado was the devil, okay? Avocado was the goddamn devil. Now avocado, people are drinking avocado, making ice cream with avocado, making mousse with avocado. Avocado was the goddamn devil back in the 80s and 90s. So it was, that was the days of Harry Met Sally. Everything on the side, steamed vegetables, steamed grilled chicken, oil's the devil. Then olive oil, then olive oil was the, the, the messiah, it's good for your hair. It's good for your skin. It's good for your nails. The Italians love it. Red wine drinking was the devil. Then all of a sudden, red wine, antioxidants, good for your heart. Drinking five bottles of wine because I'm trying to, you know, make my heart better. I mean, we're all insane. I could go on ten months about this. So, eating meals at the same time, I like to sit down and experience. My daughter's eating and I'm not eating. I want to sit down with her and talk. Sometimes I'll just make something so I can sit down and we can do it together. Many times we eat together. Many times we cook or order and we eat together. Also, your kids don't always like the same stuff as you too. And there may be a big gap. You know, my daughter had a phase for a veg- to be a vegetarian and she also doesn't like a lot of meat. It's just not what she chooses. So if you're that family sitting down with a pro, because men, men like the protein and the up, upper left third quadrant of the plate, the grain or the potato in the upper right quadrant, the, you know, the, the different type of grain or different type of starchy, ve- I mean, and then the, the you know, what is it? The grain, the protein, like the vegetable. That's how men like to eat. Sorry, it's a trio. Like a, like a, like a modern TV dinner. Women don't, women can eat. And I'm sorry, because I'm going to be canceled for making men. Why do you view men like that? Men also like to eat hummus on toast with pureed vegetable soup for dinner. So, but I, I, in my experience, men like the meat, the protein, the vet, maybe the vegetable. And women could eat a can of tuna hummus, soup, scrambled eggs, whatever for dinner. So I don't know what the fuck any of that means. And I'd like to hear what you think about that malarkey that I'm talking about. My guest today is Charles Gora. He is the CEO and founder of Rebag, a company that buys, sells, and exchanges used designer goods. It's a very successful company that is innovative, up and coming, and you may not have heard of it, but you definitely will. Even though he's in the midst of his journey, meaning it's not like he's looking back to tell us all of the incredible and brilliant things he's done, he's on the road, which is unique. Um, but I think you're going to learn a lot from him. He's a graduate of Harvard Business School. He's developed his business from the ground up. And we talk about his opinion on college, how to take advantage of SEOs, and the importance of having a strong team. I hope you enjoy this. It's very different. He has a different perspective on certain things. And I think that he's taken a more traditional route to then being an entrepreneur. So let's see what you think. So this is Charles Gora, who is the CEO of Rebag. You are in the luxury resale handbag 
business. Would that be the proper description of what you do? Yeah, correct. Even now we're even in the accessories business because we also do jewelry and timepieces and all sorts of accessories. Correct. And Rebag, which is an interesting conversation because the name is Rebag. So when you came up with the name, were you thinking of it just for handbags? Yeah, it's true. You know, we, we all, first of all, as you know, it's very hard to find a name. So the, 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 the story behind the story is that at the time, you know, even setting up Rebag, you know, people don't really like names when you throw them out there. Right. And then it's something like you get to know the name and then the name becomes some kind of reality of its own. And I think that's kind of what is happening there. Like, of course, we started very literally with Rebag. You know, we're buying and selling bags. And by the way, that's still the bulk of what we do. You can buy and sell and trade your luxury bags. But the reality is, as time passes on, there's that other, the brand kind of supersedes the product, I think. And it's more about the metaphor. You know, what is the bag? It's kind of, think about the bag with a big B. You know, think about this kind of virtual closet of what you own and the luxury products that's there. And so we haven't seen too much of a problem and, and the trust has, I guess, passed so far into those other categories. Well, I absolutely agree. Banana Republic used to be a safari store with Jeeps in it. And it looked like you were sort of literally in Africa on a safari. And then people just were saying the name Banana Republic, but didn't know what it really meant. And apple is a fruit, but we don't think of the fruit when we think of the product. So the brand name transcends what it is. Um, And that's what I'd say about Skinny Girl too. It's two, it's not two words, it's one word. And I don't think that everybody's always thinking literally about that, but I still am aware of it. And I think about it. And that's something interesting for people listening, just about when you're naming a product, but you are the CEO so what was your upbringing like? Like who, where do you come from and what was your relationship to work and work ethic and, and being successful in business? Yeah. So, so initially so I'm not, I'm not American. I'm French, uh, although I've been here for now about 10 years, right? So you may, you may hear that in that accent. Um, I've been here about 10 years. So I grew up uh, south of France, technically in a smaller country, uh, Monaco, which is, it's like separate country, actually the second smallest country in the world. So more like a village, right? So it's only like 30,000 people. So it's very, it's very tiny. Um, yeah, I was very lucky. My parents, you know, they're very, they're also immigrants, you know, where they were. So I guess my family has moved twice across generation. My dad was born in, uh, in Egypt, actually, right? So North, North Africa, and he moved when he was like eight year olds. And now he's French, but so they had to build sort of their, his own integration there, you know, through the years. And then I think what it built, and my mom was local, you know, my, my grandparents, like the you know, gardener and, and nurse, so they're very local people in south of France. And so they grew up to, to start up their own like law firm, you know, so they work together actually, which is interesting. So uh, I've always been into that entrepreneur world in, in the sense that, you know, if you're, you know, they're the two of them in their law firm and that's building a company, right? It's not a product, it's a service, but there's this uh, entrepreneur mindset of, uh, you know, you're working for your own thing. Right. And so I've always had that, uh, that role models, if you will, of, uh, just work hard and earn what you get. So were you wealthy? Was it upper middle class, middle class or upper class? No, I would say I don't love the term, but I come from Monaco. So usually when I say this, people assume I'm some kind of millionaire. 
That's because, why I'm asking that because yeah. Monaco, I didn't know it was only 30,000 people. And for everybody listening, it sounds like you, you know, grew up in the South of France and that sounds major, but there have to be local people that make that community thrive that are not billionaires. No, no, it's fair. So I'm definitely not that, but I'm also most lucky than most people. I think it's important. If you, you say it's interesting, if you ask anyone, it's very interesting. Ask anyone, do they feel rich? You know, and they say, oh, I'm not rich. That other person who makes 10 times more than me is rich, right? So people don't really self-identify as wealthy. So you do need some kind of self-awareness to know where you are, you know? And I think it's fair to say that I've been reasonably lucky because I've never missed, I think is the fair way to put it. So where did you go to college? I went all in France. Uh, so France is all public university. It's completely free. So I went to the local high school and then I did move to Paris to do undergrad in, in a school called HEC, which is sort of a management. In France, it works a bit differently than the US, but it's basically you have to study for a couple of years and it's essentially a management school. Ah, okay. An undergrad, like basically business school for us is not a graduate program is actually an undergraduate program. One of the benefits I had, which I don't think many people in the US have, is excellent free education all along. So you didn't have an extra step. You were equal with everyone else in the public education. So then how did you use it to get to the next step? What was your first sort of entree into real grown-up business, making real money? Or making any money? Yeah. So, you know, the first many years, I was not an entrepreneur for actually, I worked for many years in the finance industry, right? So when I graduated, I went into, uh, you know, banking and, and investing because that was very much like if you were back into like the mid 2000, you know, that was like if you didn't really know what you wanted to do, right? And that's kind of like what you were doing. And you may be, maybe we were not bold enough or ready enough to start a business. You're like, that's, it's kind of like right now, people would go to like Uber or, you know, Google, tech, right? Tech. Exactly. Right. Like big tech, like back in the days, 2005, 2006 is was the, the end of the, uh, the old days of finance, if you will. And so that's how I got academically trained and pretty much realized I don't want to be a uh, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, slave for the next like 50 years. Right. So that's where I exited and, and I came to the U S um, and in the U S you know, I was lucky. I did go to business school here. Right. So my, it's actually pretty hard to get into the U S market if you're not local. And so that's also good advice. I think for foreigners, just studies, you know, college, undergrad, graduate school, you actually get an entry door to the U S market. You get essentially visas, that goes with that. And so that was my my in into the, the US market. Okay. So you were in working in finance. How did you make an entrepreneurial leap? I think the, the transition for me went through business school. I went to Harvard, HBS, uh, for a couple of years, 2012 to 2014. Right. So again, I think from that perspective, those few years, essentially those few years that I spent in finance, you know, I kind of used all of that uh, to finance my MBA. Uh, and I think I got some really great returns on that. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's gift finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, so you went to Harvard Business School, which is obviously street cred and made, but would you say Harvard Business School or any decent business school would be a worthwhile expense? There's a huge debate, right, about it. There's a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs, I think even maybe Zuckerberg or others, that there's this there's this idea of uh, college dropouts, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, and then the problem with that, and it gets in people's heads that, you know, is that more valuable than going to college? And frankly, also when you consider the cost of college, for me, 100%, it was beneficial. If I had to do it again, I would do everything the same. Now, was every every single place, I, there's no state of this world where I would be sitting on that podcast. I can't see another different road, you see, because everything mm-hmm. that I did, somehow initiates from what I did in those two years. Think about it. My first internship, I met the founders of Rent the Runway. 
Jen Hyman, Jenny Fleiss in 2012, because they're also from the Harvard community. Like I, she would never take my call or my meeting, right? Or I couldn't just meet her, right? So the fact that I saw her and then I went to work with her and she became a mentor, you know, all of, that's how I got into the, the fashion, you know, tech space, if you will. Okay. So the takeaway for people thinking about business school, if you're an entrepreneur, it's, it's, it's a coin toss based on if you're getting into Harvard Business School, which is a tiny, tiny percentage of people that may not even be on this uh, listening, then obviously that would be a lot of street cred and as big of a deal as me being on the cover of Forbes, being able to know that, say that, that did happen. That's a big deal. And it is some street cred. Sometimes you make decisions because of street cred, not just because of actual money. But then just to be able to say that you went to business school, for me, has tremendous value. I have a COO. She's a Wharton MBA. I like saying it. I like knowing it. It gives her value in street cred. But if she went to Southampton Business School, I would still think that that was interesting because it meant that this person had the drive to go take business courses on a higher level. Okay. So you get out of Harvard Business School. You um, then, you you know, you want to somehow be in fashion because you were interning for the people from Rent the Runway. So what what happens next? Yeah, and I think then uh, what happened is at that time, uh, more specifically, I got very passionate about the the re the re side of fashion, right? So I was I was more focused the on the resale side. The, yeah, exactly, okay. like rental, resale, what they call you know collaborative consumption, right? It's it's the idea that there's just too much product out there, right? And you know we all want to be beautiful, we want to be stylish, but at the end of the day, there's just too much product, and that product is becoming more and more expensive, has less and less uh, usable value or usable time, and then gets like trash somewhere. And so that's kind of what, and there's you know many people trying to address that problem. And our idea is when I saw an opportunity on the luxury side of things, very specifically, because you have to think back in the days, it used to be not very, it used to be the best kept secret, right? If you're doing luxury resale, or if you had bought your Chanel bag, in a consignment store or something like this is not something you would tell, you know, your friends, this is not something you would brag about. It's almost like you would pretend you had bought it in the store. Right. And you were like, okay. You know what I mean? There was a stigma, you know, seven, eight years ago. And to some extent there still is, you know, people seven years ago didn't go out and say, yeah, I do resell. And this is a used product, you know, and they wouldn't be, you know, proud of it. And so that's kind of what we, we went to, to start is how can you create a resale experience that that's a beautiful experience for the user that keeps a, a good 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 use of the product and that people are are proud of. Well, also these products are investments in in many cases. I mean, there was an article recently or in the last couple of years saying that um, Hermes Birkin bags were better investments than art over that period of time. There was an article about the, the, this X mm-hmm. period of years and that that Hermes bags. Uh, were a better investment than art. So what about respect from the actual brand? Your relationship with Chanel, Hermes, Bottega, what do they think of you? Do, do you upset them? Is there a battle? What What is that conversation? I mean, for sure, for sure, brands fall on a spectrum, to be honest, right? They okay. fall from, from the, the most skeptical to the most open-minded, right? And so, and typically, the higher luxury you go, the higher the skepticism goes. Okay, right? and I think the, the the way you have to think about these brands, some of these luxury brands, they've been around for decades, sometimes centuries, and so they're scared about anything new, anything different, anything that can disrupt that their business. 
frankly, a lot of these brands don't even have yet good online platforms, right? Like some of these luxury brands are still skeptical about digital or about online, right? So when you bring up about resale, that's either another leap of faith. And so what mostly what they're worried about is how do I deal with that, right? I'm selling new products. I have someone who's buying a used product. Is that good for me? Is that bad for me? You know, are you taking my customers? I think that's the... Well, I think it's, are you taking my customers? They should also be upset with their own customers that are buying from them, keeping it in the box, selling it new in box from places like you and Fashion File and Vestiaire and Mode Sense and eBay. Like that's one of the problems, people doing that. So I don't know how they vet that. That's really hard. Like Patek Philippe knows who their watches are registered to. They have actual cards where the watch is registered to them. And if you buy a pre-owned watch, that's Patek Philippe, you don't get the card registered to your name. I'm a watch collector. Mm. So you don't get the card registered to your own name. So for Hermes bags, which can be from 5,000, they can be cheaper, but to, to, to $100,000, maybe they should think about registering bags to people's names to really control that process. I've never thought of that before, but they should think about doing what Patek Philippe does. Okay, so- it's the, it runs the gamut on on how the big brands would think about you reselling their items. And your model, we're going to get into specifically because your model, someone can take the cash from you for the bag that they're trading in. Someone can either just take the cash that you offer, which is less than an amount that you'll give them if they just fully trade in to buy something. So say they want to buy another bag they get a greater incentive. You'll give them more money if they're keeping the money with you. I think that's a great model. It is a good incentive for them to just clear out 10 Gucci bags or Louis Vuitton bags in their closet that they're not wearing and get one great thing that might be more expensive. So I, and you, so I think that's very smart of you. So that to me seems to be how you differentiate from a real real or one of these other places. They're just selling them straight up and there's no like wheel or deal. You have another angle. Yeah, absolutely. I think the main difference is, is a couple is one where we're very focused on a few segments that tend to be higher end. So as you said, bags and now accessory jewelry timepieces. So typically there's no apparel or others at this point. And the second thing is you're correct. We're very seller minded. And we think we think consignments, which is the fact of essentially selling a product and then you have to wait for it. And then there's disappointment. It takes more time than you think. There's always like some stories where they discount and we think it's very unfruitful. So we run a very simple model where we buy upfront and we do incentivize you through the 25% uh, credit incentive to actually trade, which means, and we've actually created a feature now, which is super cool, where when you buy something, you can sell something at the same time and you're essentially only paying the difference. You know, and that's very powerful because essentially the more product you put, the less your bill becomes. Right. And you have serious authenticators like they're So where do they come from? These people that are authenticating, who are they? How are they experts? Yeah. You know, the, the, is very, the, the best comparable I have is, you know, art authenticators, right? Like one of the, the, the challenges is there's not really right now, historically, there's no school of training of authentication. It's just, it's not yet a career. It's not yet a degree, right? I think it will become that where you'll be taught in schools. Yeah, because this is like art. It should be like being a sommelier. It actually, that's another great idea. It's exactly. And it's a huge, for if anyone is listening and you want a career that has infinite possibilities, go for it. Authenticators. 
A hundred percent. That's a great idea. I think that's a great piece of advice. Authenticating is a great skill set. For sure. If you love fashion, if you love products, that's a great, great career. We have our own, I guess, internal development program, your spot on, yeah. where we are able to take, we have a few people, for instance, out of FIT, of our LIM, uh, and that they're not trained authenticators. They're just graduating, but we do have a program where we are able to train people who have uh, knowledge, you know, who love products, we're able to upgrade them over time to authentications. But it is a journey. So how many employees do you have? About 120 people at this point. So are you allowed to say what numbers you guys are doing a year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're just over 125 million this year uh, in revenues. And how uh, long has it been on? Yeah, it's been six years. Um, and, you know, we keep growing, uh, you know, 60, 70 percent year on year. So this is uh, this is really high traction at this point. So what did you do the first year? This year you're doing 120 million. What did Ooh, you do the first year? The first year, maybe we did like three million, you know. OK, so you're doing 120 million and you see that continuing to grow. Yeah, absolutely. We think this is just the beginning. The reality is, if you think about 100 million, think about the luxury brands. They're multi-tens of billion, hundreds of billion, trillions of billion out there. So we think it's just the beginning. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. So when you go online and you look up Chanel bag, black pebble leather, things will come up on the top and rebag is always there. Are you, are you spending a lot of money to be at the top? Yeah, it's a couple of things, right? It's for sure you can pay, you know, use basically there's two things that go in the algorithm is how much are you willing to pay Google, but it's also how good or interesting or relevant your listing is for the user. And so what I'm trying to say is, and I made that mistake when I started that business many years ago, right? And maybe it's useful for people listening. You have this idea in your head that you can start a business and, you know, I'm selling toothbrush, right? And I'm just going to go and pay Google a lot of money and be number one for toothbrush. That's not really how it works, right? Because if your listing is bad or not relevant, the reality, you would, you would have to pay so much money to, for Google to be there that it's not really going to be efficient for you. So how does someone do a relevant listing? Yeah, so it's a function of essentially the keywords that you use. Like if I'm searching for blue toothbrush, you know, with, uh, you know, a battery, you know, and you have something that's exactly that, that's going to be more powerful than just my blue toothbrush. So being basically hyper precise on your product description, on your title, on your page about hitting all the specificities what is it? This is called long tail strategy, right? So you, you don't just buy the word toothbrush, you know, you're going to go for long toothbrush, more than seven inches, you know. Uh, so you're the- being creative about this. So you're saying to people listening that they don't have to spend money. They can be creative about the way they get themselves up there. That's that's great. That's great takeaway. That's great. Takeaway. And, that, and that long tail traffic is very cheap. So when you start, you can you can do the work and you can write a hundred of these queries. And that's how you'll get the cheap traffic that you can benefit from for a cheap launch. Um, so are you looking to sell this company? Like what is the big end game? Are you looking, what do you, what's, what's the next step? How do you really take it into the end zone? Yeah. You know, again, at this moment, we think this market is still in the early innings, right? And I know there's been a lot of growth in the last few years, but where, if you think about a, a 10 or 20 year cycle, like if I had to rank from one to a hundred, like. 100 is the max development of this market. I think right now we're like 10, 15, maybe 20, right? So I think it's so, so big that the next few years, frankly, we're just focusing on getting the product and the word out there. Because as you said, I love what I do. It's a reasonably big business now. But the reality is what's the awareness of Rebag right now? 5%, you know, 10%, right? So it's not like every luxury owner knows us. So I think our mission now is to, we have something that works. Yeah, it's like, how do we make this from essentially uh, a small, interesting use case to a few people to something way more mainstream, right? And until we get there, that's going to be our, our priority as a standalone company. I guess, finally, what's been the rose and the thorn of your career so far? Yeah, I think the, you know, the, the, the rose, I think, is every time we hire someone amazing, you know, there's like maybe three or four times, you know, I was yesterday, we had like this call with my team and I was like, how blessed, like, how, how are these people working here? 
Mm. You know, these people, they're just like so good. You know, mm -hmm. they're just so much better than me at every single. And there's been a time in this journey where I didn't have that. So seeing this group of now seven or eight people that it, that they could be working anywhere. You know, we live in a competitive world. Maybe they right. should be elsewhere. Maybe they could be paid more money, you know, right. and yet everyone's here. Everyone's grinding and it's so much talent. And that, you know, when I feel doubt, I just think about this and I'm like, you know, we have such a great team that I know at any point in time, we can make it through anything. Because you know, they so, want to be part of it. And and what about the thorn? Yeah, the thorn, I think, is when you're a startup, is everything like funding related or like for sure COVID was one of them. You know, like, you know, in startups, you raise money and then you, you use money and then you go and raise more money. Right. So there's a time where your cash balance is like your oxygen goes down. And of course, you have all sorts of thoughts in your head of like, if you don't find more money, like that music stops. Yeah. So there, there's a few times where your cash balance is going down and maybe those discussions, you know, are taking more time or not going in and you, and, you know, you start questioning and, and you start looking at those scenarios where, where the music stops. And, you know, that's, that's always scary. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think it was actually great advice and great takeaways. So I really appreciate it. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting Bethany. It's a pleasure. So Charles Gora is the CEO and founder of Bbag. Sometimes I'll interview someone that you may not have heard of, and I have my reasons for doing it. So whether it's an executive that's moved from the bottom up to the top that I want you to hear, because I know that many of you have said to me that you work in an office and you want to thrive and survive. I'm trying to get information from that person to help you in that situation. Some of you just want to start a business and are aspirational entrepreneurs and you're trying to figure out how to get on the road or you're stuck in the middle and you don't know whether to keep going or to turn back. I hear a lot of that. So Charles is one of those people who struggles every day with the battles and with the obstacles that entrepreneurs struggle with. And so I thought he'd be an amazing guest because he's someone you can aspire to be so he can give a lot of granular advice to people who are stuck in the middle or trying to get on the road. So that was a great conversation. He really impressed me even more than I imagined. So just go on the ride with me because I think it's always an interesting conversation. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Just Be. Uh, we appreciate it. I read everything. Thank you. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoie. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.